I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, what's up, Pod P fam? It's Dallas Rutherford. Just wanted to let you guys know that this is a special episode with DeMarcus Cousins that was filmed in Indiana during NBA All-Star Weekend. So if the audio sounds a bit different to you guys, we did have a live audience in attendance for what is a great conversation with Boogie, but we're back in our studio next week. But in the meantime, you guys enjoy the show, and thank you so much for supporting and watching. Welcome back to another episode of Podcast P, presented to you by Prize Picks, a Wave Sports and Entertainment original. I'm with my guys, Dallas Rutherford, Jackie Lone. Right now, we are here representing All-Star Weekend down at the Punch Bowl social what an amazing venue here in indianapolis and we got a special guest ladies and gentlemen who we got p who we got who we got this man right here is someone that i think is one of the most dominant not just big men but basketball players we've ever uh. seen he's in my draft big boogie cousins Come on. Yes, sir. thanks for coming on, boogie, on. what's up with it bro Hey, bro, I'm cool, man. Living life, bro. How you, bro? Love that. Feeling good. You're not too far from, uh, you know, college days right down the road. Oh, uh, yeah. We right down the road. Yeah. Y'all weather similar in Kentucky how it is right now in Indy? Yeah, it's brutal, bro. It's the same. It's the same <laughs> it's thing, bullshit. man. I, I never get used to this shit, bro. I promise. <laughs> this is some bull. I was just in Cabo 
<laughs> hopped off the plane. I was like, you was there. Uh, well, you was in that bro. sun, wasn't you? I was in that sun like you that. You was in that sunny delight. Two like opposites, that. We just going to ignore that quick flex, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, okay, okay. You definitely flexed on us, B. I okay, was in the okay. Cabo okay. and all that shit. I didn't pay for the flight, yo. Oh, he flexed on us again. Okay, okay. Boogie, do you golf? Do I golf? No, okay. but I'm trying. Okay, and okay. I got a lot of potential. Okay, like of, how many times have you played? About four. Okay, okay. about okay. four. About four, okay. four times. <laughs> outside, I'm talking like outside of like top golf. I don't yeah, consider yeah, yeah. top golf like actually going about four well, times. You're and already okay. a step ahead in my book, knowing that top golf isn't like golf. Yeah, so, you can't like, consider you're on your that. Way. I think nah. that shit golf. You do? Hell yeah. Nah, nah, well, nah. shit, I'm a professional. What you said top golf though? Top golf is golf. Yeah, pro then. I'm in that motherfucker. We gotta take him on the next one. When we go on on a uh, for sure. uh, on a trip, know, for yeah. sure. P was in Cabo and he said that he shot a, a hundred this week. So like that's a big step. If you, you can shoot 100? underneath a hundred or a hundred, you're better than you know, like ninety five. Like one twenty, one thirty. I've been in that range for the longest. See, I I, I'm not that. even at that point. I'm not at that point. Well, you keep like, a score yet? I'm just trying to make sure I can hit it with a little distance, bro. Like I'm at that stage <laughs> in my golf career. Just a little know? bit. Huh? Yeah, man. I hit that motherfucker consistently. Now wait, P. He got to get special made golf clubs because he's so tall. Same, same. So yeah, you the yeah. same thing. Okay. I haven't Extended. even got to that point yet, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm, you know, sure. oh, I'm man. still trying to find my passion for it, but yeah. I'm taking the steps forward. So, okay. yeah, it's like that. Okay. Yeah. okay. Let's get right into it. A lot of people don't know you got your own comedy brand, the Boogie Comedy Slam. Yes. Where that inspiration come from with you starting that off? I know one of your most popular ones is is Naptown's own Mike Epps in it. Absolutely. Um, Honestly, it started from childhood. Uh, I was that kid that, you know, stayed up. I was watching Comic View. Like, uh-huh. Comic like, View. Oh, late that night. was my shit. Like, <laughs> I mean, you was I'm up late night. I'm late night. And, yeah. you, and you know what happened after, after Comic the, View. Yeah, but that's, yeah, 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 that's another we story. We talking about yeah. that. BT. Yeah. BT after dark, huh? <laughs> that credit card. That credit card. <laughs> tip drill. Tip drill. You making that call. But nah, but nah man, I was a huge Comic View fan growing up. Uh, obviously, growing up playing a game of ball, I was, I'm was. i a huge fan of Shaquille O'Neal. So, mm. uh he was actually my inspiration with trying to, you know, come out with my own comedy series and things like that. Uh, I was a huge fan of all his all-star specials. Uh, he's put out a few comedy specials. So I, I'm going to be honest. I basically took his whole play idea. I thought it was brilliant. And, uh, yeah. you know, I just tried to come out with my own version of it. So uh, that's kind of the backstory with how I got started with that. Well, congratulations. Yeah, Appreciate yeah. that, bro. I dig Appreciate it. That. Hey, funny enough, because you said that. What's you that? know, You know how they do the uh, – so after you watch – Comic View, the late night stuff. Right. They do the the whole like the ointment, right? They you do the what? The the ointment, like the the, hey. the the Jesus like. Okay, spot, okay, uh, okay. Like sprinkles, the, the, the yeah, 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 holy water. Yeah, so, yeah. so, funny enough, bro. You. I I called in. I got my ointment sent to the house. <laughs> I did a prayer, sprinkled that shit on my forehead, prayed to get in the NBA. I swear what? That shit works. That's crazy. I swear to you. Were you, you all by yourself seat? when I you did this? I was all by myself. I took the call. You still was, got that shit? Nah, I ain't. I put the shit on my forehead. Was Young praying Paul like, George, man, I want to get to the NBA. Himself. I wish God, That's please. Hilarious. Hey, God is good. Yeah, it's God funny is good. that you brought that up. That's crazy. God, God is good. And my ass was skipping over the commercial. You messed up on that one. So, oh, these motherfuckers scamming, man. <laughs> so, Buggy, it's, it's obviously All-Star Weekend here, and you were lucky enough to be an All-Star four times throughout your career. Yeah. But your first All-Star <laughs> was at the Mecca, Madison Square Garden in New York City. Walk us through or walk a fan through what that moment was like for you being selected for the first time as an All-Star. Honestly, my first selection came through uh, being a replacement. 
Uh, it was for Cole. When, uh, mm. he, Ooh, he blew wow. his Achilles. So um, I got in in that way, but, you know, at the end of the day, being an all-star, you're an all-star, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. So uh, huge honor. You know, I was hyped, excited, all those things. And um, obviously, like, it being your first time around, you, you kind of got this expectation in your head of what all-star weekend going to be like. But it's usually based off what you saw and not, like, right, right. being like behind the experience. scenes. So we get there, and I'm like, man, this is about to be a blast. I'm about to tear this city up. <laughs> Man, it was so much work, bro. Right, right. Oh my god, right. it was, it was just media, just media all day long. Then you go from the media, you got an event. Then you go from the event, you got a sign, and from the sign, you got a meet and greet. From the meet and greet, you got a Q and a, and it's just mm -hmm. every, every day, day is a stacked day. Dang, and you're ending your day with whatever you were coming here for initially, which mm -hmm. is the, the dunk contest, the all star, whatever the case may be. By the end of the experience, I'm just like, damn, like it was. It was nothing I thought it was in the beginning. Wow. And it's, I'm like, man, and mm -hmm. I've, I've been on record saying before, like, we got to come up with a system. To like, it, it's not, it doesn't really make sense because you're all-star. You've done all this hard work throughout the year, right? Everybody else in the league is rewarded by getting this break at home. Exactly. And you go do overtime work just to then go right back to the season right. and go be an all-star again. Right. So Ooh. it's just like, it got to be some type of a, a, Happy a new medium rule or, or bending the in the break to where we actually cater to the all-star. Right. right, right. But uh, with all that being said, man, it was obviously it was a dope experience. Like, I'm blessed to be to, to uh, be able to even say I am an all-star. But, um, yeah, it was a lot that came with it that I never expected, mm. like, initially becoming. Yeah. Right. Well, speaking of your first all-star, you just let us know that you replaced Kobe. Yeah, 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 You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But you had two other legends on there that you played with, which was Dirk. And Tim Duncan, do you have any, like, I say, favorite moments that you can share with us with those two particular? I got – actually, I got two, and it's crazy. Uh, obviously, the uh, first one is with uh, Timmy D. I, I was a rookie. Like, uh -huh. he, he humbled me. He, he humbled, humbled me quickly. Real oh, he, it <laughs> what was he do, quick, man? What, what, he, what do? he do? So, you know me, P. I, like, if I'm having a bad game, I get myself going, but <laughs> I'll just start some shit. Like, right, right. I got to get myself going. Like, <laughs> Walk by, I may just bump your punk ass yeah. nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just, I got to get myself riled up and going. Right. So Tim Duncan, I struggled against Timmy D mm -hmm. early in my career. But he was notorious for when he went to contest your shot, he would pull you down by your shoulder mm. so you wouldn't be able to jump. Yeah. So he would pull you down with one hand and use the other to block the shot. Wow. <laughs> Ain't that cheating? <laughs> that shit drove me crazy. I'm like, yo, bro, you got to call this shit, bro. He fuck, I'm shooting like two for 18, and this dude done blocked me yeah. eight, nine times. Like, So I finally just, you know, I muscled up. I just started bodying Tim, and yeah. he started working. But it was excessive as fuck. Like, it was excessive, yeah. bro. Like, so I got me a couple baskets. Now I'm like, like I said, I'm trying to gas myself. Right, right. Old ass nigga, yeah. This young nigga coming. Right, right. Tim just looked at me like, didn't respond, just looked at me. It was like, did like shook his head like this. So in my head, I'm like, damn, what the fuck that mean? Like, <laughs> I'm like this dude ain't gonna even say nothing back. Like, right. nothing. So now I'm, I'm now you fucked up. I'm fucked up. Bro. <laughs> he contemplate know what he about to Man, do to Tim you. Tim ran off 18 straight. Mm. 18 straight. Straight. Fundamentally, too. I'm, I bet. Quiet. Didn't say a word. <laughs> After the 18th basket, smacked me on my ass. Good game, young fella. <laughs> I just walked away. Just like, like that. I walked away just feeling like shit. Like, yeah. I really just got played, and the motherfucker didn't say a word to me. Like, <laughs> but Tim did that, and 
And third, I think I got one of my my hardest dunks in my career. Like it was an and one break. I mean, it was an and one, but it was on a break, and I caught dirt. Uh-huh. I body dirt so crazy, and they called it an offensive foul. Like you know, <laughs> dirt ain't taking no charges. Right. Yeah. Like, right. Just Facts. in the way. Right. His own ass in the way. Right. He's not blocking. They it. had bro, the same I dirt. Dunk dirt so crazy, and they called the <laughs> offensive foul. Bro, I was sick, bro. Sick. <laughs> and they actually ended up getting a picture of the dunk. So. You know, I grew up, we all had the posters and shit. And you remember, they mm-hmm. always caught somebody mm-hmm. in their most iconic dunk. Right, right. So in my head, I'm like, this That's is mine one. right like, there. This is it. I got <laughs> dirt ass. Like, it's up. <laughs> Took the picture. I said, picture, fire, bro. Yeah. Don't count. Don't even count. <laughs> it doesn't even count, bro. When so, you explain it, don't even count. Yeah, so in those two moments, like being able to, you know, have those moments with those legends, it's, it's always a cool yeah. thing. Yeah. And you was young, too. It's I was like, a baby, man. You got to learn from them. And it's like, come on. Tim Duncan and Dirk yeah, yeah, can't yeah. beat that. You dunked man. on Dirk. Let's just call it what it is. I'm taking that with P. I'm, yeah. I'm claiming that, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You but can't that take fun, that from me. But that was a fun era, though, because you get the you got to see Kobe four <laughs> times, Dirk four times, Tim Duncan four times. Like that shit, I wish I had. I mean, out east, I was seeing Brian and you know what I mean, yeah, different yeah, cats. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. like the opportunity to see you know those dudes. I mean, I was seeing KG, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen. I was seeing them. Four times out of the year, but for me, idolizing Kobe and, and those guys, like, talk to us a little bit about that. Like, you having man, that opportunity to see those dudes that often. Man, it was crazy. Uh, honestly, I was stressed out because it was never a night off. Like, every night it's a legend. Out West, right. Yeah, out West, it's a legend every yeah. night. But just just being able to learn from those dudes from afar, like, seeing the habits, seeing the, the, the way they carried themselves before games, the preparation, just... I mean, we all got stories with Cole, just mm-hmm. that, that militant mindset, like, and you, you could put it into how good he was, how talented he was, but I think Kobe's best skill set overall was his work ethic, and that is a skill, mm-hmm. right? So uh, just being able to see these different things from afar on a nightly basis and then seeing these guys go out and then perform, like, and it's just, it's like, it's it's like riding a bike for them, like, right. because they've done it so many times. They right. prepared so many times, and uh, they became creatures of habit. So uh, just trying to learn from afar, pick up those habits, and uh, obviously you you see these greats, and you look at them as greats. You see how they carry themselves, and you try to you know put that put that same stigma on yourself. So uh, I wasn't always I, I wasn't in the you know situation where I could, you know, have personal relationships with these guys. Some of them I did, some of them I didn't. I mean, that's just how this shit worked. Right. But uh, the ones I did, like, you know, I, I, I'm going to take that to the grave because, right. you know, them, those are real opportunities. That's that shit you can't, it ain't no different than me, Jay-Z and being able to, you know, hey, yeah, yo, yeah, Jay, yeah. Me, you know right. what I'm saying? These are dudes that have done this shit at the elite level. So uh, just being able to have those type of relationships is always a dope ass thing. We wanted to take a brief break from this episode to let you know that Prize Picks has got you covered when it comes to helping you make some money during the NBA season. That's right. Prize Picks is helping me cash in, baby. Prize Picks is a daily fantasy app, and with the NBA season in full swing, you can select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and turn $25 into $250. Prize Picks is really simple to play. I can make my picks and submit my entries in less than 60 seconds. It's also that time of the year where many sports are happening at the same time. And of course, Prize Picks allows you to pick combo projections across all sports with specials. 
So you can support all your favorite teams while still cashing in. Look, I know for me, I've been cashing in. I don't know about you, Dallas, but we get that on another day. Be sure to visit prizepicks.com slash podcastp and use podcastp for a first deposit match up to $100. And you already know what time it is. Cha-ching! Now back to the show. Boogie, I got to ask, just because we're on the subject of trash talk, but a a clip that has always stuck out to me in your career, and again, you know, physically you're very gifted and you would bring it to people, but when you were playing against uh, Zach Randolph (laughs) and the famous line of like, yo, where I'm from, bullies get bullied. Like, when he told you that, like, for a second, were you like, oh, man, maybe that was the wrong one? Or like, what was that? Were you kind of like, oh, he's capping? Or were you like, uh, maybe I should calm it down a little bit? Hell no. Uh, I no, there wasn't none of that. Like, you know what I mean? Bo, Bo is big bro. You know okay, what I'm saying? Okay. And um, he did. obviously, I, he, the camera called some, he, he said some silly shit. That shit was yeah. clear. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It was, it was, I thought it was dope as hell. I'm like, damn, that was some good shit. Like, you know me, P. I'm, I'm, I'm always trying to say some slick shit. So yeah. he, he called me with some slick shit and it was dope. But I mean, obviously, being on the outside, you see that type of shit, you think it's way more than it is. But I mean, that's just basketball. We talk our shit and we hoop. Like, right, right. some better at it than others. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Some guys don't take that route, some guys do. It's just, that's how the league works. But, right. uh, Outside of that, that's just some hoop shit. Zebo had a Zebo had true. a fucking throwback game that night, yeah. so he was juiced up anyway. It's feeling yeah, good. Yeah, I put a I put a forty on his head, so it's cool. Ah, there <laughs> we go, there we go, there we yeah, go. It worked cool. out. It evens yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Bo, man. It sounded good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it came with a forty. Shout out Zebo, man. We do want to fast forward. We want to talk about All Star Weekend 2017. You actually played a hell of a game that All Star Weekend. I remember that. You was with the Kings. You then get traded after the All-Star game. Right, right, right. You get traded to the Pelicans. Bro, what? Like, walk us through what the hell that felt like. That had to be, like, hell of a emotion. Because I think it was in New Orleans, too. Right. right. Well, what? Like, all in all, I felt stupid as hell. Because it, like, <laughs> it was like it was like one of them situations where I felt like everybody knew what was going on except me. Well, like, yeah. Everybody was looking at me. So word. it was just like, like <laughs> damn, what just happened? Like, like, something just happened. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm, and it's like it's like confusion and it's like I don't really know what to believe right now. And uh obviously you caught up in the moment, it's, it's unexpected, but I mean in that moment of that video, I just had to tell them like just hold yourself together until we figure out what the fuck yeah, is going man, on. You know yeah. what I mean? But uh that shit was embarrassing as hell, be like, <laughs> like, you, like they ain't come to you at all, like I, listen, I had no clue. You, I found out in that video. Right. When the Damn. When, at the time uh the PR guy Chris Clark, I believe, some some shit like that. So uh, that's the guy you see come tell me in my yeah. ear. Like, that's so weird. That, you that's traded. when I found out. That's fucked But, that. I mean, I'm sure because you know how they do. Listen, Bugs, we, who you looking at, who you want to pair up with, like anybody right. you, you – like I'm sure they had that conversation with you to make you feel secure not being traded. And it, then next thing you know, you're getting traded. So uh, it wasn't anything about, you know, who I wanted to play with or anything. They weren't – and I ain't gonna say the king. I'm gonna say Vlade. I'm, this, this some Vlade shit. Yeah. You know Vlade what I'm saying? Shit. Way to be direct. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna be direct with mine. Y'all know that. But um, I, it was it was some slick shit, you know. And um, I was in conversations about my extension at the time, all of those things. So it was more so about securing that. So in my head, we well, we had a handshake agreement. We agreed on it. Told me the rumors were rumors. You yeah. know how this shit goes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So uh. I had no choice but to trust those words. 
Like we had a real meeting, agents involved, all that. You know how I go, right. but you know the whole process. Right. So in my head, like, all right, we done. We got that right, done. Right. After the break, I'm gonna get ready to sign it. I'm on with my future. You know what I'm saying? So um, I was completely blindsided, and I mean that's just kind of the results of what y'all saw. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, and and in that day, that's when you learn this shit really is like. It's a business, but it's a dirty business. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like, that's crazy. But coming, but being in Sac, I know Sacramento was a little dysfunctional at the time. But then getting traded, going to uh, New Orleans, playing with AD, was it kind of like a weight lifted? Like you kind of um, out of a bad situation into a newer situation that you had uh, some positive outlook on. Honestly, for me, um, I didn't really look at it in that moment. Like yeah. in the headspace I was in. I didn't look at it as like a new opportunity. I, I kind of felt like I was thrown in the, just yeah. thrown to the wolves. Yeah. Type. In the beginning, I'm just like, why would you trade me with AD and we like play, play the, the same, same position? position. Yeah, like, nah, that's so in my head, I'm just like, they trying to like kill me out. And uh, obviously uh, AD was younger. He was a younger talent. So it just didn't really right, make right. sense. Like, mm -hmm. so, um, you know, once I kind of spoke with the organization and they kind of told me what their plan was, I'm like, well, damn, this could really be something special because throughout my career so far, this is the most talented guy I've ever teamed up with. Right, right. right. And all I've ever wanted in my career was a, a guy that I know I can go to war with. Right. Exactly. I told myself, shit, we could just make this shit something special. Like, we both got a different skill set. It's something, like, the league hasn't seen. We had the perfect coach in Alvin Gentry who isn't afraid to experiment and try right, things. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, this shit could be... This shit can work. We had Drew Holiday. We all know what Drew can do on the floor. So it's, I'm like, this shit can can be something. Like, I and in my head, I'm like, I know I got to take the back seat to this young bull because this is Anthony Davis. Like, right, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. So my whole mind's like, how can I make this kid better? How can I make his job easy? Right. So once I kind of put myself in that mindset, it was a it was a rough patch because it was a, a half a season in the beginning. Right. So it was a rough patch. We're just trying to figure out the space and figuring out his. You know, his habits, him figuring out my habits, making sure Drew is always involved because he's that good of a player. So it was a it was a weird balance in the beginning, but towards the end of that season, we we started getting a little flow. So ending that season, I believe we we ended up being maybe three games out of the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So uh our season ended early and, and but with the way it ended, like I'm like, I'm excited for this. Like mm -hmm. going into that offseason, I'm mm -hmm. like, I'm really, really excited for this. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. I'm like we gonna do we gonna do some damage, bro, and it's gonna catch motherfuckers by surprise. Right. Like, we had a little cap space in the summer, so I'm like we gonna be. Able to, I know I can get some dogs in here with me. Like that's why I reached out to Rondo, got Rondo in there with us. We added a couple other pieces, so um, it was the right situation going yeah. into that off season. I, I probably trained the hardest I've ever had in, like throughout my career. I lost a gang away. It was in the best shape of my life, like because I was that like ready to yeah, make ready this shit work. Yeah, like, that's yeah. So, uh, obviously, you know, things played out the way it did. And, um, you know, that's unfortunate. That's the nature of this business. That's the nature of the beast. That's going to always be a what if for me and my career. Because, right. yeah. like, what me and bro built in that short amount of time, I knew it was going to be something really, really special. Yeah. But, you know, shit happens. Do you think you just didn't have a – you didn't get enough time? Like, you didn't get enough time with AD to really, like – Shit, we was rolling, bro. Yeah. No, we that was. was. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> y'all was a tough cover. Like, you got to double both of y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't enough people on the floor. <laughs> and every night it was like, pick your pool. You want to stop. You want to try to stop him tonight right. or me? Like, right, exactly. So, Which one uh, are we going to be cool with getting 40 I, and 20? I definitely think we could have had like a, a Tim Duncan, David Robinson type. For pair. sure. If, you know, Easily. obviously everything aligned sure, correctly. For sure. I don't see that. I don't see them ever trying to break that duo up. Like, yeah. it, I believe we were that dominant. So, short-lived, but, you know, that's that small sample size was yeah. epic, for sure. Well, I got a question for both of y'all. Any of y'all can answer it first because I know y'all both played on Team USA. Okay. And they always show video, videos of y'all bonding overseas and shit. So, I want to ask y'all this question. What's a better moment to bond? All-Star or Team USA? Team USA, easy. But, easy. They, but tell the people, shit, don't tell them. I mean, for one reason alone, like Team USA, and and I'm not gonna discredit All Star Weekend, but Team USA obviously has more meaning behind it. You represent right. your country, country. You together a lot longer. Like you gonna build great memories and moments. You know what I mean? USA is two days, and you out of there, and it's you know you competing against each other all year long. And then now you got to be cool for two for two days. Like, whereas Team USA, we going against everybody That's else. Crazy. You know what I mean? We competing against everybody else. Yeah. And you feel that. Like, you yeah. feel that brotherhood forming once you're together and you're going over and playing other countries. So, yeah, hell yeah. It's more fun. I thought we had a blast. Like, I, bro. What about you? Just a we boat. Are, yeah. <laughs> what do you think? I, I'm agreeing with Pete. I'm, I'm rolling with uh, USA. USA. Just everything he said. But honestly, it's – it was better for me because it came with a, like a huge responsibility. And mm -hmm. obviously it's not as severe as going, you know, to war or anything like that. But to go somewhere and, and be the representation of your country, that's like the ultimate that's honor. That's big, yeah. yeah. You know, so it, it was a big responsibility that came with that. So the only way we knew we were going to succeed is if we had each other. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah, and right. the worst failure of anything was to come back short of a goal. Like, yeah. Well, ain't nobody trying to hear that. Like, you right. know what I'm saying? Like, we knew that. Like, ain't yeah. nobody trying to hear that, bro. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm rolling with USA for sure. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Yeah. And I thought it was just cool because, like, you get to see how, like, this person trains. You get to see how this person prepares. Yeah. Like, what he eats. Like, it was so much shit that I was taking away. Like, man, let me let me add a little bit of that to yeah, what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? Straight up. So I thought that was, like, just a cool, like, environment to just yeah. learn. Like, you know what I mean? We wasn't, like, we wasn't too big. I felt like for us not to still get better and want to learn right. from one another. Yeah. So, yeah, Team USA heavily weighed more than, than It seems game. like with Team USA, it's a little bit more, you know, competitive. And, you know, over the last couple of years, All-Star has kind of had a, a lackluster performance from the competitive side. But just because you brought it up earlier, I'm curious, like, within the Team USA, as far as the media obligations for you guys, is it just more of a, a fun time with not as much media obligations? Because, you know, like you said, All-Star, you're doing A, B, C, D. Is Team USA just less media obligations? We're here to hoop. We're here to compete. Is that kind of even more so why the, the Team USA is a little bit more fun for you guys? Well, one thing that kind of changes that is the fact that we're in a different country. Right. So well, the media that we're accustomed to here or, or yeah. All-Star Weekend – all the members ain't getting out there. You know what I mean? It's only it's only the, the, the right. top dogs of the media game that's going to be able to follow us, like, internationally. Right. So uh, when it comes to the media, it was more so – it was it was way more chill. Like, it was way more when chill. When I think about it. It was way more and chill. And it was more so, like, we get selected on different days. Like, exactly. One practice, it may be, you know, KD, Draymond, and Steph, and then 
they don't have to do it for the rest of the week, and then it's another group, and it yeah. kind of alternated like that. Because so, gotcha. you got to uh, think, it's so many of us. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. The so we were, it wasn't like we were, like you said, it wasn't like we was doing it every day. Right. It was they might have it, then we might have it, and then somebody else might have it. It was kind of like. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Just piggybacking. But then you got to think, like, these people don't ever see us. Yeah, no, it's right. probably got to be crazy, though. Yeah, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, but, but it wasn't. It wasn't. But at the, in the same sense, it's like, Okay, this person had his time with us. All right, cool. They got their little sound bites or whatever. All right, now let me go talk to P on this day. Yeah. You know, so Crazy, it, it was, they did a good job of making sure that shit wasn't yeah. too much. I got you. That was dope. That was so, dope. P, we got to talk about it. Obviously, we're in Indiana, back where it all started. I know I have a ton of great memories uh, from you starting your career out here. But what does it mean to you to be back home, uh, just kind of where, where the NBA and that, that life all started for you? Uh, I mean, obviously, it's dope to be back here. This is where it started. Nine all-star appearances. Um, I mean, appreciate nine? that. Yeah. Appreciate Nina, that. Six Nina, upside down. It's, it's a, a nine, nine now. Nina? Um, no, I mean, it's it's cool. It's cool. I mean, I got some booze earlier today. <laughs> what? Yes. Get out of here. I got some booze earlier today. So, I don't, bro, I don't know what to expect tomorrow. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? But they I'm going to have a good time. They booed me. I didn't even see that. Why at they the, you, at the practice, That's at the, the All Star practice, there was some booze in there. Oh, but you saw when like I walked in here, it's it's like a general like yeah, warm yeah, welcome, yeah, yeah. welcome. Yeah. But you know when you get amongst a bunch of them, well, they gonna do it where I can see them. They gonna do it collectively. I like the practice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's you know I mean? crazy coming out. But Boogie, kind of touching on what Paul said, like when you got traded from Sacramento, what's it like? coming back to the team that you originally were playing for? Because obviously you guys were both involved in the communities in Indiana and Sacramento. Is there a, a, a sense of like maybe a little bit I'm nervous? Like, are they going to accept me? Are they going to praise me? Because, again, booze, cheers. What's it? What was it like for you to come back to Sacramento and play for the first time? Well, for me, I'm an emotional player anyway. So I was definitely emotional about the situation, how everything kind of played out. So... For me, it hit a little different. So uh, early on, I, I I had a fire to just destroy these motherfuckers every chance I got. <laughs> like if I didn't have over thirty with a W, I, I had a horrible night. Like yeah. that's that was my mindset when it came to you know facing the Kings. But honestly, I, I think it also goes to just being a competitor. Like when you go through these different things, like adversity in your career and things like that, a, a competitor and also an athlete. Right. When you go through these different obstacles, you go through this, that different adversity in your career. Uh, for most athletes, it's either used to help motivate you and build you up 
or it's going to be the point where it crumbles you and defeats you. Yeah. So whenever I went through my situations or things I just didn't agree with, it's going to always be a form of motivation for me. And maybe it didn't, it, it wouldn't come out the same, the, the correct way or the right way, but that motivation is what helped me become what I was on that floor. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Also, when it came to just being a competitor, I feel like you have to know your, your strengths and your weaknesses. And I knew with myself, like, I would get bored, like, not to sound arrogant, but I, I was like that, bro. No, <laughs> and, and it was and it was nights where it was just like, <laughs> it was boring to me. Like, so I would have to use different things just Fine to get stuff. myself, like, going. And I knew that about myself. So I was always trying to, you know, counteract that part, knowing like, hey, hey, you, you, you real lackadaisical today. Hey, yeah. man, like... <laughs> Let's use something time. like you ain't yourself today. So yeah, coming in on those nights against Sacramento, I always had, I always had some motivation. I always had something to get me over that hump. I know what I'm about to do tonight. And once I knew I had my mind made up, I already knew how my night was gonna go. Yeah. So uh, I was that guy. I always had some type of form of motivation, and that was just another, that was just another moment. Yeah. Moment. I gotta ask, bro. Do you think you get like, cause we see Jokic, right? Yeah. But watching him. He not the first to do what he's doing. Like, I I, I think you kind of, like, for a long part of the time, after the Dwight's, the Shaq's, the Hakeem's, like, you kind of reinvented that center position with scoring, Agreed. with passing, with rebounding. Great. Do you think you get that credit that you deserve from that center? Like, because we see how good Jokic is, like I said. I don't, but it was also – and I'm okay with that, like, because – one, that's just how this shit go. Like, yeah. you ain't going to always get your flower. It just is what it is. Right. And it may be the opinion of, of, of like, you know, the majority, whatever the case may be. But long as my peers know what I'm about and what I yeah. brought to this game, that's the part that validates it for me. Yeah. Like, I'm securing myself knowing that part. Yeah. But at the same time, it was like I, I did come into the league. It was at a weird time because when we came in, it was still too big. Yep. It was a it was a real power forward. That motherfucker gonna be 16, 260. You gonna <laughs> yeah. have a, a seven foot center back there, two eighty. Yeah. Right? So we came <laughs> in that era, and I came in as a, in an era to where I really didn't have a position. They really didn't know. They didn't even really know what to do with me. It was, yeah. and and I understood why because I wasn't the traditional big. I wasn't out there. You know me, B. I wasn't out there trying to shoot no fucking skyhook. Right. I'm trying to cross a motherfucker up and right. fade him. Like, you know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had a little bit of complex on that ass. Yeah, but um, that was always, that. that's how I wanted to separate myself in this game. So uh, I grew up being a, a fan of Sean Williams. Like, that's Sean Williams that played at Memphis, played mm. New York yeah. all that. That, that was kind of how I wanted to, you know, carve my way in this game. So to go back to, you know, getting my credit, like, I kind of blame it on the timing of things. It's always a player that came before his time that don't get the credit right. he deserves. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Right. I just feel like I'm one of those guys, which is fine. Like, you know what I'm saying? As long as my peers know what's up. And then it's the fact that you got these two young boys. I did it on the level that I did it, and we thought it was incredible. These motherfuckers <laughs> to a whole other level, level, bro. Like, so in my mind, it's just like I can't be mad at that shit. Right, like, these right. motherfuckers are cold. Bro. You started yeah. this shit, though. That's like, they started it, but they finishing yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, okay, these two dudes, yeah. you talking Joel and, oh, and man, these dudes incredible, bro. Like, yeah. we ain't never seen no shit like this. Like, we got a motherfucker <laughs> the size of Shaq 
with Kobe feet. Like, right. Exactly. Like, Nimble. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. So I've already, like, I've grown, it's like, it's just, it's always that player that's ahead of his time that, that'll never really be recognized. Right. And like I said, I just feel like I'm one of those guys that kind of fall in that category. Right. And it's cool. Like, that's just how this shit go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I do want to ask, too, have you came to terms or, like, found peace of where your career is now? Because I know the injuries suck, right? And that's always the what ifs. You had the Achilles injuries. Like, what if that never happened? Where your career would have been, you know what I mean? Because that, just you being out alone, you lose timing, you lose rhythm, you lose a little confidence. Like, being able to do shit you used to be able to do when you were younger. Like, did you come to grips with yourself, with your family, of where you was in your career? Um, Because I struggle with that. Like, right, right, right. I do shit sometimes. Like, damn, man, I used to be able to do this, that. Like, now I got to reinvent myself, like, right. time time after again. Um, Did I ever come to grips with it? I guess you could say yes and no. Um, yeah. I never accept the fact that the label is that I can't play the game anymore. Like, as a competitor, as as as, as driven as – as driven as I've been in this in this game since I've stepped foot in it, like the blood, sweat, and tears I put behind this shit, I never accept that. Like, and I could be completely fucking wrong. Yeah. And that's cool too. But I'll never accept that. Cause yeah. I know what I can do when I get on the floor. Right. But I had to come to a peace with it when it came to my family and my situation at home. And honestly, being home and and and, and being able to just sit back and and people don't realize, like, when it comes to this career, like, this shit take all our time. Not a little bit, not most of it. It takes all of our time. Being a father, being a husband, being, like, a family member, that shit, motherfuckers be going through it at home, bro. Yeah, like, it, it's, not the, it's not the normal situation, like, being in this career. Right, right. Like, so it's, 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 it's a lot of stress on your family. It's a lot of stress on your home. And it's always... It's always us in the position of trying to play catch up or play fix it because it's gonna it's never gonna be right because all your time is going to this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Dang. So me being home and me being able to just, you know, get my household under control, like set the standard, like being an everyday dad, like that shit meant the world. Like just being able to wake up, take my kids to school, pick them up, like I wasn't able to do that shit in my career, bro, because yeah. we always gone. Yeah. We always got practice, always something else. This, we got to do this here. Can't this. make it to everything. So a lot of shit, as far as being a family member, gets put on the back burner. And not because you want to, it's because right. you have to. Like, you have to. Because at the same time, you're the breadwinner and you're taking care of home. You know what I mean? Once I was able to, like, experience that part of my life, like, I fell in love with it, bro. So, and that part helped me really shift my entire mindset. So now when it comes to me doing work or, or, or doing business, I'm doing it off convenience. And when I mean convenience, if I can't do it where I'm still able to be home or be away from home only a limited amount of time, I ain't really trying to do that right, shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Because now home is my number one priority. So honestly, when it comes to answering that question, did I move on from it? In a way I did. I never accept the excuses and the narrative that comes with it. But as far as moving on with my life, bro, absolutely. And I'm happy as fuck yeah. about it. Like, That's you know what awesome. I mean? That is awesome. I 100% vouch for you. We had our conversations when I'm trying to get you back with us in the Clippers. I 100% vouch. He can still who He's still one of the best bigs. When you was out there, yeah. still demanded double teams. It just, I know how this shit go. Right. And so it was, it was a tough battle for me to have, but... 
Um, I'm, I'm 100% with you. I think you're still productive, still can produce in this league. You still can be one of the top bigs that we've seen in this league. So, I mean, uh, I'm I'm one to give you your flowers here first. Yeah, appreciate you, bro. We can all Absolutely. attest to that. You, give you your flowers, bro. Well, yeah. I wish it was 2021 again <laughs> with the team that the Clippers got right now <laughs> because that's when y'all first played with each yeah, other. Yeah, 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 and yeah. I just want to know from you, P, is there anything – Specific that you learned from Boogie that you didn't know because you know y'all were a boy. Just tell everybody. This motherfucker been knowing me a long time. Oh, yeah. 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 All the time. Way back. <laughs> I mean, honestly, and it was something I knew already, but like the his level of competitiveness is is beyond is beyond what I already knew. You know what I mean? Right. Like he literally wants to win every time he on that floor. When we was watching them play once, they playing <laughs> stay ready games. <laughs> he wants to win at all costs. And like that was that was one thing that I was like, when I was vouching for him, like, are y'all serious? Like, we got somebody that wants to win, gonna compete every possession, and we gonna let that just walk there away. You like, you want that in your locker room. So, I mean, it, it, it wasn't nothing that, like I said, we we go way back. Is he a little bit like your like your teammate now, Russell? Just like, just like it, same. just like it. Just that, like that fiery, you know, competitive, that edge. Literally on the court, I got an edge. I don't want to be homies. I don't want to be friends. It's me versus you. Nothing else. We can be like, cool later, bro. We can be cool later. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But that's how it is. You one of the people like, I say Lance in that same, Lance Stevenson. I was just going to say Lance. Right, right, competitive right. on the floor. The second you get off that floor, you want to be right on their own. Like, right. hey, what, what we doing, dog? You trying to go out? Yeah, right. What yeah. you doing? Yeah. 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 Bro, like, yeah. You want to be on the next side? Exactly. Yeah. 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 The best people to be with. <laughs> so we now, we both in this media game, right? We call it the new media. You got your show with Rachel Nichols, the bully ball. Mm -hmm. Talk to us now. Like, did you always envision yourself being a part of the media and doing the podcasting and, and, and this media space. Hell no, P. Hell no. I, I never imagined this shit at all. And I'm going to say it, it kind of stemmed from, I would say, like a, a trauma aspect. Like, you know, being in this career, being in this in this league and shit, you don't get to really control your narrative. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, in a way, you can say this shit is, like, scripted and all that. And what I mean by scripted is, like, they create their characters. Right. In a way, if that makes sense. Yep. So, yep. Shit, you might be the bad guy this movie. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. And, and I know you can t you can testify to that right. because it's been a time where Pete was at the top of the mountaintop, and then it was days where they shitted on this guy like he was the worst player right. in the league. Right. Right. So, Facts. and that's what I mean by controlling the narrative. Like, right. This motherfucker has been cold since he stepped foot in this motherfucker. Beyond. You know Beyond. what I mean? So yeah. it, it doesn't even make the guy just said he is a nine-time All-Star, like first ballot Hall of Fame, all of these things, but. Still and all that, they're gonna find a way to make you the bad guy right. at times, right. and then you're the savior at other times. Yep. So, facts. For facts. me, um, I never fucked with that shit. Like, cause me coming in, like, my whole mindset is I want to come in, do my job, be myself, and just dominate. Like, mm -hmm. I want to dominate and win games, and I have to be myself in order to do that. Mm -hmm. Right, right. So the fact that I feel like I can never really be myself, and on top of being myself, it then became where. I, I was demonized for it. Like, I ain't fuck with that shit. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it also came with the, you know, how my career played out towards the end. And I would just hear these different things of why I'm not in the NBA and outside of me just being 
injured. Nigga, nigga got hurt, nigga. Right, like, right. That's how yeah. this shit go. Right. But it was so many narratives, like I'm a cancer in the locker room, I'm a, I'm this, I'm a distract, and it's just like, God damn, like how a motherfucker get 12 years and he all of these things, you know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers don't make it that long in this league if they any of that, Right. you know what I mean? Right. So for me, it was like, I got to a point where, and also just coming in this league, when I came in, it was a shut up and dribble league. Like, we don't want to hear what the fuck y'all got right. to say. Right, right. You gonna hear what the fuck I got to say, bro. Right. And that's one of the Thanks. things that did bite me in the ass being in the air. So now I'm at the point where if there is a narrative, I want to be able to create it myself. I want y'all to know who I am strictly from the horse's mouth. You know what I'm saying? You ain't going to be able to get it misconstrued or, or confused because you heard it here first. This is who I am. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Can't nobody else tell you who I am because I'm going to tell you who I am. Right. You know what I mean? So it's finally, out of, and early on, I wasn't a motherfucker that liked to talk. Like, if I'm comfortable with you and I rock with you, you're going to get the markers. You know what I mean? Right. If I don't know you and I ain't comfortable, I won't say two fucking words to you. Like, and it's going to remain that way. You know right, what I right, mean? Right. So in the beginning, I was a guy that didn't quite talk and things would be said. And, you know, I just kind of let that shit roll off the shoulder. Or you got to ignore it and act like it don't happen. Be the bigger man and shit. Like, mm -hmm. now it's to the point where you going to hear what the fuck I got to say. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And you can still disagree, but you still going to hear what the fuck I got to say. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So nah, that's, that's kind of how I ended up in this space, bro. Yeah, that's why I fucks with you since day one. Cause you ain't never, ever since I known this man, been afraid to express. He been the same yourself. person for real. You always say what's on your mind. You do what you want to do. Have you found it difficult at all to potentially be critical of peers you competed against? Me meaning at this stage yeah, I'm at like now. At this stage now. Um, honestly, like when it comes to doing this side of things, like. Um, I understand the, the side of being a player. Like right. I'm, I, I understand that firsthand. So obviously, I'm always be biased. But uh, learning this business and shit, you also just being in it, you gonna learn the other side of it. So obviously, it's gonna always be some type of a balance. It's, it's, it's a balance of being a professional. It's a balance of being under an organization. So it's a balance. Right. When it comes to just being critical, like I have no problem being honest because that's who I was when I was a player. Yep. Hey, if you fucking up, bro, I'm going to tell you you fucking up. But guess what? When I'm fucking up, I need you to come be honest with me, bro. Because yeah. yep. that's the only way we going to reach this fucking goal is right. being honest and holding each other accountable. And you accountable. ain't taking it as he bringing you down. You like, nigga, tell, you me, tell me. Coach right. me up, bro. Hey, hurt my feelings. Right. But hey, don't be no when I come back and do it to you. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, it's about reaching a goal. Right. So um, it is a balance. Um, it's, it's sometimes it, it's, it's, it's difficult to, to keep that balance. I never want to be the OG where it seems like I'm bitter or I'm hating on the young guys. That's never my purpose. I want to uplift all these young dudes. Yeah. I want to drop as much knowledge as I can to all these young boys. I want these dudes to succeed. I want them to figure out this game because it is a game within the game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And my mistake shouldn't be yours or his mistake shouldn't be yours. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And that's also our purpose yeah. with you know, moving through this shit. You always got to help the next young nigga up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Facts. Facts. So, uh, like I said, it's it's a, it's hard trying to find that balance, but when it comes to it, my, you know, my intentions is going to always be the peers. Shit. And if I am talking reckless, then it's probably something we got to figure yeah. out anyway. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. So, um, but for the most part, I'm here to uplift these young dudes, man. I'm here to tell our, our, our side of it. I'm here to help control their narratives. Yeah. And, uh, 
we got to get away from that old school shit because yeah. that shit that shit outdated and it need to be updated, bro. Yeah, Even man. our iPhone get updated. Yeah. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. And it's time for this shit to be yeah. updated. Right. And, and, and that's just where I'm at with it. And Boogie, one thing, like, I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but you mentioned young guys. But I think you're going to have an opportunity not only to encourage the young guys, but even, you know, guys your age of your peers. Because, you know, obviously, I think that you could still be playing in the NBA. And for whatever circumstances, you know, you're not. But I think that's going to be a huge opportunity for you. And as one of Paul's regular friends, I can't really relate to P on everything. You know, I can only be as much of a friend as I know how. So when I see stories of, of guys like you, who you guys do have a relationship, coming from, from P's, like, childhood friend, I'm glad that P has people like you in his life because there's going to be a time where, where he's going to go through some of those same emotions that you were just right. talking about. So I think that you're going to be able to help out not just the young guys, bro, but even, even people – you know, like P and be able to give some guidance and stuff like that. Absolutely. So it's just something I want to, I think that's yeah. awesome. That's a dude. great point. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Have you yep. ever thought about getting into coaching? Man, I keep getting asked that, bro. I don't, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't yeah. know if I can deal with a Paul George. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, I think I you have a great presence in it, though. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't shut the door on it, but where I'm at right now, probably not. Like, yeah. later on in life, I, it's a, it's, it's a possibility. Yeah, they do. Yeah, it had to be. Yeah, they gonna have to. They gonna have to in my house. And it's not because I want kids them. Gonna have to play sports yeah, they, in his house. Yeah. And it's not because I want. I need them to go be a. a I, I believe in the structure and the discipline yeah. that come with sports. So, yeah, right, you know what right, I'm saying? Right, okay. Like I'm big on that part. So I want that for my kids. Yeah, so, that's uh, dope. My kid's going to play sports. So it's going to be some type of sport. Some type though, of sport. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Lil' P going to play too, ain't he? <laughs> yeah, he. My, Paul my little man. Yeah. Lil' P. Lil' Paul my George. My two years old, but, man, he love hoops. For real? He love That's hoops, hard, dog. bro. Like, all That's day. Hard. That's he hard. He played all day. That's hard, bro. Celebrating. He'll go dunk. Like, Paul George. Oh. <laughs> He's he doing all type of shit. He got an iPad yet? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Which one he love more? He, like, I tell people this all the time. He don't watch cartoons. He want to watch highlights <laughs> of basketball. You got a uh, you got a special one on your ass. He's going to be the special one on your ass. You got to put the tunes on and sit them at the table. Right, right, right. Now I want to watch basketball. He going to the league. Yeah, and he'll just sit and he'll that's hard. He'll eat and when he'll watch me, like I put on Kobe stuff. If we dunk, he. Oh, like that's he's that celebrating. Water. Yeah. Hey, hey, that, we gotta get, I hey, might need to sprinkle myself. Hey, I need to go get some of that, bro. That's our holy water. Still working. We all got hey, Jackie. We need to get on that. Hey, can y'all give me that shit? I need to get on that. It is dope. Please give me that today. Yeah, that's crazy. I love that's that. Yeah. Yeah. That's some good signs, B. Right. Yeah. Right. I know uh, you still hooping. You playing over in Puerto Rico. You played in Taiwan. Talk to us about that experience playing over there. Man, that, that, that shit different, bro. That yeah. shit different. And uh, and what, like, which way? Honestly, it just gave me a brand new perspective on hoop in general. Like, you know, uh, I was blessed enough to be in a situation where, you know, I, I came up through high school. I did my one year of college, went to the NBA. Yeah. Like, right. that's as perfect of a route as it'll ever be with becoming a, a, a professional. professional athlete. Yep. So, you hear the stories and and, and and you and you meet these different guys that have, have gone through a completely different grind. The, right. The Pat Beverly's, the the, the PJ Tuckers and, and guys of that nature. And you hear the stories and you can hear, but you can't really like 
feel it or understand it, like right. completely. So me then going to the other side of shit, I just got a brand new respect for this shit and jump. There's some fucking dogs yeah. overseas, man. Like hoopers. Yeah. Like they real need- life hoopers, bro. Yeah. Like, That's why they need to hurry up and start and is it- uh, add another team. Add team. more. Yeah, y'all need if they got all these players yeah. overseas all and all this, this stuff, Vegas can need a yeah. team. A we gonna need about four to six more teams, yeah. bro. Like, yeah. I mean, we saw last night the 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 G League team actually beat one of the the, the rookie rising challenge, yeah. and th- yeah. there's a lot of guys bro, that can play. So like, just that's crazy. This that whole experience, like realize it's so much talent, and we so brainwashed. Like I said, we came up the perfect route. So all we know is the NBA. Right. Like that's all we know. So in our head, this is the top of the top. Like, and I'm not saying it's not. All I'm saying is it's so much fucking talent out there that's undiscovered, that's unheard of, that went under the radar. And I'm I'm looking at these dudes. This is like, it's no way you like you're supposed to be in the NBA, bro. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like seriously. Like, yeah. So uh it was it was more so that and just gaining a new respect for these dudes with that overseas ground. You know what I'm saying? We got it so good when it comes to this NBA shit. Like, like it's on some diva shit. Like yeah. Right. Yeah. we we pamper head, hand and feet, like. For example, my experience in Puerto Rico, um, every game you're driving in that motherfucker. So it may be a, a game five hours away. What? You got to drive into you it. drive to the game. What? You go play. Like y'all in high school. Man, drive back. Then you drive, then you drive, back. drive back. Wow. And it could be five hours away. Five hours away, bro. And That's you crazy. Wow. imagine. Right. And, and we six, nine and up, bro. <laughs> you like, get out that car. Like, that yeah, car. It ain't, no, like, car. It in, it ain't it? no car perfectly comfortable <laughs> right. for us. Like, at some point, that <laughs> right. motherfucker's going to lock up. Like, 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 so you yeah. sitting for five, hop out, go play a full game, 38 minutes, full oh, game, yeah. uh, five hours like this. Like, <laughs> literally, like this. They probably yeah. some boo boo buses, too. It ain't like yeah, that. You, you got to drive over there. Oh, you. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I, I got to be ready, man. I got to be ready. Hey, who was that that got but in your car today? Zubak, right? Huh? When Zubak got in your car? When that Zubak yeah, yeah, yeah. Couldn't fit. He couldn't fit in his car. I it was, bet. oh, my God. Yeah. Look. <laughs> but at the same time, like, just experiencing that shit, seeing it, like, over a course of a season, it's, I'm like, man, this, this grind is like, no, on top of them putting in the work, being there for practice, the two-a-days, the – the uh, the training they doing everything we doing in the league yeah except they it's 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 a whole nother layer added to it on yeah. top of their grind so like ah. I said just just seeing that and experiencing it I gained a whole new respect for that overseas grind because yeah. them dudes putting their fucking work over there bro and they don't get no credit a quarter of the credit that some yeah. of these guys. That don't put in that much work, Luke. So, yeah. Come on, NBA love of the start. game, love of the Add game. Add three more teams yeah. to the league, NBA. Damn. Right. I do want to just on a small note of that because I know I've been to you know Philippines, I've been to China. Just talk to us a little bit of just the appreciation that they have for you. Like it's on a whole nother scale of what you'll see in the NBA. Just how much they um, they enjoy and they appreciate the game of basketball and you specifically being in the league. Like, talk to us a little bit of that, a little, a little appreciation of it. Well, one, it helps It helps because, like I said earlier, when it comes to this this league and, and, and the game, like like I say, they, they, control, they control the narrative. They control their characters. They control when you're at the top. They control when they're ready to tear you down. Yeah. You know what I mean? With that happening, the casual fan follows because we've all seen it. Like yeah. I said, Pete was at the mountaintop. When he was going through his dog days, these motherfuckers, 
the casual fan was shitting on this Hell dude. Yeah. It was crazy. And it's that's just true. like, it don't even that's fucking true. make sense. Yeah. Like, that's true. But that's just, that's how they control, that's the how they control yep. their product. You know yep. what I mean? That's how they control their market. So with that being said, you go to these places overseas that don't have that same influence over them, you get the genuine appreciation of them as a fan for your game. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. So the hate that comes with you don't really experience that over there. And don't get it twisted. When it comes to the to the game, you know, you're going to have your guys, ah, we hope you miss, you suck. But the verbal assault that comes with it over here, you don't experience don't that over there, there bro. Right. Like, it's, awesome. it's real genuine love. And even after the game, they're going to let you know, man, hey, you lost or you may have won, but hey, man, I really appreciate you and what you bring to this game, bro. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's the part that kind of get lost on our side, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, well, there you have it. We want to no. wrap right there. Big Cuz, we Damn. appreciate you, my dog. <laughs> we got to go, B. Yeah, we got to go. go. We got to go. We go. I wanted DeMarcus Cousins to be my cousin. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> man. Hey, we appreciate you, Brody. Absolutely. We appreciate, appreciate you, you man. I appreciate y'all, man.